Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave here with Scott. who will be joining us in a minute. Uh, tonight's show will be going through all of the uh, NFL Week 11 action. Um, except for a couple games. A couple games you might see because they weren't very good. But, yeah, we'll be getting started here just a little bit uh, here on Political Football. Does that get you fired up to talk some football here, Scott? It's pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's, it's very, very professional. It is. Yeah, Matty Ice has got – no, I don't know if you know, but when he started the network, um, you know, he it took him a long time to do any sort of editing, and I'm not throwing shade because I still don't know how to do any of that. But uh, we had a bit that we did where basically on air, my internet dropped out while I was in the middle of talking shit about the Giants a few years ago. And so he put together this edit that like Dave Gettleman sent goons to kidnap me and it took him hours to do. And he put that entire intro together. He said in like a few minutes. Skills. It is. It's skills. It is very nice. Yeah. Really well, nice. Um, uh, Jake saying that intro is made by AI bots, right? Uh, no, but if they make an AI bot that can turn YouTube clips into professional looking YouTube shorts, I might be there because that's that's what's next for us here at uh, uh, political football, but maybe not. This yeah, apparently the youths are really into the YouTube shorts, and that really helps you get um, subscribers and followers, especially amongst the young folks. Okay, well, I'm a boomer, so whatever we got to do. Uh, you are not a boomer, sir. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> every day every day i wonder <laughs> i mean I'm in 20 in, in 20 years when the boomers are gone sorry boomers uh then gen x will be the new boomers but right now you're not a boomer yet yeah uh, well incompetence is uh running amok in this household that's all i'll tell you <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, scott is the one who booms paul with a great question here he says when do you start making funny faces for the youtube thumbnails yeah that'd be when i hire somebody to make the thumbnails for us um not only am i the furthest thing from a graphic designer i do not have the inclination the ability or the interest in learning how to do it what's a thumbnail so that's a little image that appears when you're scrolling through your YouTube videos. And the thing is, is that there have been studies done that show people making funny faces or over-the-top faces catch people's attention, which is why now all the thumbnails are funny faces, except for ours. It's just our show logo. Um, okay. But when, I, when we do get to the point to where I have somebody making thumbnails for us, then we probably will have our faces being kind of funny. Now, Cleve, we got covered. Cleve, we have... Thanks to Jake. We have him with Mark Davis hair and thanks to his own Instagram. We got him being GQ and everything. Um, <laughs> I will tell you his, his image on that little intro. It's yeah. intimidating. It is. It really is. I, I mean, like, you know, trying to keep, who's this Cleve guy you do this, this podcast with honey. Uh, you don't <laughs> need to know Trish. Don't worry. about it. <laughs> just, just tell her he, just tell her he's a grandpa that should uh you, you, no because it won't matter it's like we're we're all good 
<laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, don't don't tell Cleveland nice things about him. But yes, he is devilishly handsome. Which we'll is make fun of him being so old. Um, especially because he's he's forty nine. So next year he will turn fifty, and it's actually then it's it's actually over for him at that point. Uh, as far as the old jokes go. So, yeah, so we are expecting Cleve to show up here at some point, at some point. But before he gets here, we're just going to get started. Um, I usually ask Cleve this question, Scott, but I'll ask you, who played last Thursday night? It was an awful game. Um, it was for many reasons. I want to say Baltimore and Cincinnati. That is correct. The Bengals 20 at the Ravens 34. And now, everybody, everybody was injured. Yes. So the news that comes out of this game, nothing on the field really matters at all because Joe Burrow hurt his thumb. He's out for the year. Mark Andrews got hip drop tackled. Ankle, who knows, fibula, potential. It's surgery today. So, yes. He's um, out unless they make a real deep run. Right. So maybe back for the Super Bowl sort of situation, but yeah. effectively out for the year. Um, so that's basically all we need to take out of this. With Joe Burrow out for the year and Jake Browning as their quarterback, the Bengals are done in the yeah, AFC. So, so now Buffalo is back in. Yes, there's a couple teams that this really helps. Buffalo is one of them. Um, and we'll get to another a couple more a little bit later. Um I made I had an observation as I was going through making my notes today that is going to make uh the president of the network Maddie Ice not very happy. Cleve, what's up? What's up, fellas? What's going on? I see cover zero Cleve approves benching as your name. So uh I'm sure that's a reference to your Jets making the switch to um uh John Cox Lane at quarterback. He wasn't even benched, he was booted to like third string. As Dave would say, he needs to be jettisoned into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Except he, he would miss it. He, he he would somehow miss it and have Mars intercept him. Um, I swear to I swear to God, we we joke about us playing in the NFL. I think we with the with those receivers at at those positions, nine yards collectively is atrocious. Oh, don't worry, we are going to get to your Jets uh, because there are some amazing stats from from that game. Normally, we skip the blowouts. But I just want to go over some stats for the game for sure. Now, Ben saying I just want to make it known that I'm available to play wide receiver for the Chiefs if they need someone who can catch a ball kind of good. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, the Chiefs do lead the league in drop passes. We're going to get there. We're going to get there as well, Cleve. We just we were just talking about how uh Joe Burrow is out for the year, how Mark yes, Andrews oh. is out for the year, because that's a Thursday game, and how now the Bengals are done. And how that opens up the uh, AFC playoff picture for a whole host of teams. Yep, but the way Pickett's playing, I don't think I don't think they could overcome that. Well, he's another trash bag. So we're just going to move right to the next game. Then <laughs> Steelers ten at the Browns thirteen. Deshaun Watson turns out is also out for the year. News that broke literally an hour after we got done broadcasting last week. <laughs> Did you guys get my um my um <laughs> the scene from um? Lieutenant Dan and um yes yes Forrest Gump with, with the ice cream. <laughs> um, I saw a good one from uh, I think it's Rush Hour Two when they go to the Chinese massage parlor with Chris Tucker and he gets all excited because of all the ladies, but it was Deshaun yeah. Watson instead. 
that was wow. horrible, but also funny. Um, wow. Uh, but yeah, so Deshaun Watson's out for the year. This Browns win this game with Dorian Thompson Robinson as their quarterback. Kenny Pickett in this game, which Cleveland is called a trash bag. 15 of 28 for 106 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, the Steelers did fire Matt Canada today, Scott. Do you think – we know Matt Canada sucks. Do you think they can make a switch fast enough on this offense to make a difference this year? Probably not. Um, I say that with a touch of hesitance, if that's even a word. I don't know. Um, I don't know – I think that I think Pickett is just so limited as a player in the things that he can do, but also the things that you shouldn't be asking him to do. That playing D against them is it's it's almost I don't want to say one dimensional, but it kind of is. He's not going to threaten deeper parts of the field. He really does not like to hang in the pocket. He absolutely doesn't. So he wants to get even if there's not pressure, he wants out. So everything sort of then turn it breaks down and turns into sort of an outside-the-structure kind of play, and then he doesn't have the arm to push the ball down the field. So it's just like a combination of bad things that he does. So for I would think for him, staying in the pocket would be better than leaving the pocket and then trying, trying to make throws on the run. He's athletic, he <clears throat> can do all those things, but just I just don't know that they have the, the group uh, of skills with him as their quarterback to make things run. I don't, I don't know. Well, was he so the small I, hands guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so dude, he I, was at the, at the Senior Bowl throwing. I'm swear to God, this is true. Warming up inside a hotel room, throwing footballs down a hallway, wearing two gloves, like inside a hotel, like other in a hallway, like. Okay, so that's, that sounds bizarre. I have nine inch hands, right? Yeah. Nine inch hands. He's got like eight and three eighths hands. There are times wow. when. At, on the high school level, I would have trouble picking up a football when it was hot out. Just, wow. You know? So for him to have smaller hands than that, it's that, just it's just, just, just I mean, to be clear for the audience, this this does actually matter at the quarterback position. All these draft things don't matter as much, but there is a direct correlation between uh, – there's a correlation, not a causation, but a correlation between hand size and deep ball accuracy in the NFL. It also correlates to – uh turnovers on sacks like fumbling the ball yeah but yeah, but exactly. offensive line play is more important for that right because if you get more pressure you'll fumble more often but like the biggest hands in the nfl are russ wilson mm-hmm. who we know throws these pretty rainbow deep shots right yeah so but the, he's like he's like an alien like yes like yeah. dude i shook your hand and you tickled my elbow like <laughs> like you know come on you know yeah. But so, so, but of all like these sort of funny measurements for prospects, hand size at quarterback really does matter. Um, you can't have super tiny hands. So some other quarterbacks, small hands are Jared Goff and Joe Burrow. So it is possible, but they're not like comically yeah, small. The hands. Threshold. They're like, I think Goff has yeah. like nine and a quarter inch hands. Kenny so Pickett's like- hands belong on Bryce Young's body is what I'm trying Damn. to say. And Bryce Young wow. has like ten and a half inch hands, something like that. He's got huge That's hands. Crazy, bro. For a short dude, it's weird, but yeah, what, it matters. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever game manager is, he's a hundred miles north of that in two writers. That's how bad. Yeah. That's how bad so, he is, bro. So related to that, I'm about to fire out my <laughs> hot take here. That uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers 
should switch to Mitch Trubisky because he's their best quarterback. Here's the problem. Yes, I actually agree with you. I actually agree. Their best quarterback. That's a problem. But they're also in purgatory. They're gonna. They're, they've already won too many games. They've already won too many games to be involved in in this draft class. Although, as I think about this draft class, I do think that it's deeper than it has been in a very long time. For depending on who enters the draft and maybe some of the surprises who might not. But you know. Is it too soon for them to move away from Pickett? Have they seen enough? Yes. I don't know. I would think that they have. Yeah, I would think I, they should. Because he's just so limited. Yeah. But yes. and he was know. also Jake he was also happy. only the 20th overall pick. Pe- teams move away from quarterbacks picked that late all the time. That's fine. And I think he was an older prospect too. So it's not, you know, it's not yeah. like you're talking about a kid who's 20, who's now yeah. 22. I think he was 23, 24 entering the NFL. Um Jacob we can move on, I just, I, I, I think they're just, I can't believe they're winning games. I don't know how they're doing it. So Jake says a bad offensive coordinator is one thing, but a bad offensive coordinator when you're trying to evaluate your new QB is a disaster. Kenny might be an atrocious quarterback, or he might be halfway competent, but there's no way of knowing yet, right? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I think that the point Scott makes about his limitations are for real because Matt Canada at none of his stops has ever pushed the ball downfield, right? Because what the Steelers need to do to fix their offense, in my expert opinion, is throw the ball down the field to George Pickens and give the ball to not to um not Najee Harris but to Jalen Warren three quarters of the time. It only and play Najee Harris open all day long. Yeah, right. But like, like you need Pickens threatening down the field, and if and Scott's saying Pickett can't really do that part of it, then. It's not going to matter if he's halfway competent. Like, is he better than whatever asshole the Jets are rolling out? Probably. But, like, it's not. Yeah, Tim Boyle. But that's not really the measurement we're looking for here. Like, the Steelers have six Super Bowl rings. They're not looking for better than Tim Boyle. Yes. I know we're going to get to that. I know we're going to get to him. I just don't understand how, like, like the, the, the oh, what is it, Danny DeVito? What is his name? Tommy DeVito? Tommy DeVito. Oh, don't worry. I I got stats about him too, Cleve. Yeah. Not gonna make you I happy. just wonder how these guys make it to the league. I just I don't wonder. I you know, Scott's you know, you're evaluator of talent. How do you of all the people that go into these to these things, these portals or whatever to become something? <laughs> these guys these guys get filtered out, and then they look like dog shit when they're out there. So it's crazy. Well, I I have a theory. Well, so they're rookies. They're young players, but they're they're guys in college who function so is at a CJ very Stroud. high level. So is uh, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah, but CJ Stroud was like the second pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Tommy DeVito, DeVito was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, DeVito gets a pass because he's the third string guy that should have never sent sort of field. He's a practice squad yeah. running. He's that guy. So for him to he's be out there, very developmental player. Yeah, yeah. So he gets a pass. He get uh, pick it. No, pick it. He's no, got he's a first pick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but here's the thing, though, is that success in the NFL, the quarterback position over the last, since basically Stafford came into the league around that time, there's a strong correlation between draft capital and success. First by round, first round quarterbacks, like if you think about the best quarterbacks, the vast majority are first round picks. Oh, there's a lot of busts in the first round as well, but the league is pretty good at identifying who is going to be good. It is rare to get Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, 
right, most of the good ones come out of the first round. Jalen Hurts slipped to the second round, um, but most come out of the first round right there. And then even more than that, they tend to be even higher draft picks, top 10 picks, right, when they hit. Lamar is an exception to that being a pick number 32. So all these quarterbacks who get drafted later and, like, don't pan out, they're not going to. I have a theory that there's only 20 NFL caliber quarterbacks on the planet any given time. So like, <laughs> right. And so as some age out, some more will take their place, right? Aaron Rodgers going, here comes CJ Stroud, but we're never going to have 32 all pro level quarterbacks at once. It's never going to no. happen. No. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. So it's yep. good take. So like you put DeVito, you draft DeVito or unsign him as a free agent and hope you hit Brock Purdy. Right. But you're not going to. Right? You're never going to. Brock you're, is you're probably what, one of the most amazing stories I've ever seen other than Kurt yes, Warner. Right. You are amazing much story. more likely to find Brock Purdy drafting Jared Goff first overall than to find Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Which is why Go teams point. that need quarterbacks should always take them early. And if they end up being a bust, it's an okay swing to take. It just sucks for the Jets that Darnold sucked and Zach Wilson sucks and, Zach, and Mark yeah. Sanchez sucked. And they just keep missing and but missing and missing. You're but making you got to keep doing it. Though, because sometimes the ones that you draft because you love them end up busting. So you need to continue to do it until you yes. find one yes. over and over. And even if that means you, you know, you string out a, you know, a six, eight year period where, I mean, you know, you're running quarterbacks out there that that just don't pan out. You can't. You're not going I mean, anywhere without a really good quarterback, anyway. Right. The last can't miss was Andrew Luck. That was the last can't miss, Mm-mm. right? No, the last can't Trevor miss Lawrence. was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. And he's still young enough that you just don't totally know. Also, they didn't miss. Trevor Lawrence is not a bust. He no. may not. He may not be worthy of that can't miss going to the Hall of Fame John Elway status, but he is not a bust. No. He's not Zach Wilson. He is not Carson Wentz. He is not Jameis Winston. He's not Marcus Mariota. He's not Christian Ponder. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is not a bust. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cle- Whether Cle- he turns into a Pro Bowl-type player in three or four years, different story. Cleveland Cleveland walk to my apartment right now, kick the door, and punch me square in the face <laughs> to get Trevor Lawrence on the Jets. Right, so, do a lot more than that. <laughs> I can't. I so, can't even say with Mike what I would do. Yeah, <laughs> let's not yeah. go there. Yeah. So while Trevor Lawrence may never live up to his billing, he is not a bust in any way. So like he no. can't even go on that list. Um. All right, that's enough about that game. The other thing I will note is that the Browns are also now probably not going to make the playoffs, although they are seven and three. So why are they not going to make the playoffs? Um. Because Dorian Thompson Robinson is their quarterback now, and yeah, but I think he can run their offense. He can ride that defense. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys, yeah. a la Brad yeah. Johnson, a la um, what's the? I mean, if Pittsburgh's works, out, which we think yeah. they are in the big term, right? Like, yeah, they're not making it, and no. Cincinnati's done. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're you're not winning I, the division with Baltimore, but really, you win if you go. What do they got? Uh, seven games left. You go four and three. You're in the playoffs. Yeah, you split. Yeah, you split that. Um, they may be in the playoffs. Could happen. It could happen. And I wouldn't okay. want to play against them. We're gonna move. We're gonna move this discussion to right now because we're sort of All naturally right. naturally moving into it. Okay. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, right now, that the four division winners in the AFC are Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Baltimore. That seems fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's three more spots left, right? 
So in the East, we have Buffalo, who's in contention, right? In the West, at five and five is Denver now. Mm-hmm. And at four and six is the Chargers. So I think that probably not, but they're still there. In the North, Cleveland is seven and three, which is awesome for them. I don't like the Browns because they're Ohio State fans, but um, right. Okay. So they're seven and three. So we have Buffalo at five and five, Denver at five and five, Cleveland at seven and three. And that seems wonderful. Here's the issue Houston is six and four. Okay. So they're yeah. only one game behind Cleveland in the in the AFC cell. But here's the sneaky team is the Colts. The Colts are five and five right now. Same as Denver, same Ugh. as Buffalo. No, sorry, I got I'm going out of order here. Let me find this on my on my notes. One second. I swear this is a good point. So, oh my goodness, where did I put it? This see, this is why I can't go out of order. Anyways, here's 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 it is why I look for it. The Colts are five and five. Here are the quarterbacks they play the rest of this season. Are you ready? In their last seven games. Baker Mayfield, oh. Will Levis, Jake Browning, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Aiden O'Connell, and then CJ Stroud to close out the season. Okay, so they could make a run. Right. And not only could they, they probably should. Because Gard- Gardner Minshew is better than everybody in that list except for C.J. Stroud. Maybe Baker, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Baker. They're just, start- they're just starting two games behind Cleveland, and it's, it's as easy as that looks with those quarterbacks they're playing against. I'm sure, I'm sure Cleveland has some teams that they're going to beat up on too. But I got you. Right, Makes but sense. you see what I'm saying? I think that yeah. Cle- yeah. the only thing Cleveland has going for them is the two-game lead. If both those teams were 6-4, and four, we would just snap St. Indy. Right? It's just the two-game lead, and to me, with seven games to go now instead of six, I think I don't think Cleveland makes it. I don't think Dorian Thompson I, – I don't think he's that good. I don't think he can run their offense all that well. They don't have Nick Chubb, right? So if he can't pass the ball, they can key it on Jerome Ford, who's just Jerome Ford. And like, yeah, so they they really need to tailor something specific for him and let him run a little bit. Right, they do. Whether they will or not is another story. But they, you know, if they want to win games and get there, yes. Uh, ben says that the Browns are better than Denver, even without Deshaun Watson. I don't think they're better than Denver with Deshaun Watson. Oh, oh, I think their defense would eat up Denver. Oh, head-to-head on a neutral field? Yeah. I might take yeah. Cleveland. But situationally, to make the playoffs, I might take Denver. Ugh. Right? So, yeah. that's – yeah. that's that, So, that's – because that's the conversation, right? It's not who do we think wins, you know, head up if they played each other. I'd probably take the Chargers over half the team that makes the playoffs. But yeah. they ain't going to make True. it. So, um, speaking of teams playing a lot better, like Denver, the Raiders 13 and the Dolphins 20. The Raiders played much better than expected. The Josh McDaniels Raiders lose this game by 28 points. <laughs> Coaching matter. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and sometimes it's not even X's and O's. It's just the way you, you know, treat people. Did yes. you did you guys see that Tyreek um like that cross grab on four guys? Yeah. To the end the zone? touchdown. That was that was ridiculous. That was he was like a second gear when he caught the ball. Because he had a Such jump a too. He had a yeah. Strike. Oh my wow. god, that was an that was an incredible play. Can you imagine being able to run that fast, <laughs> bro? Seriously, 
it's 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 kind of yeah he's a definitely it's definitely a, a competitive advantage and it's not just it's not just the top speed it's how quickly he gets there yeah yeah i mean he literally caught it and and geared into a second gear yeah. on the way to the end. I, I i thought it was just going to be a catch i, I had no idea the arthur movies huh the what do you guys ever see the arthur movies back yeah yeah, in the yeah. Day? yeah. Where he, dave hasn't but i have so you'll get you'll love this i hope yeah. So Arthur loses all his money and he and his and his wife have to go rent an apartment and they're looking for at this apartment and it's got something called IOL, which sounds like a really fancy thing. So they get upstairs to the apartment. It's a total shithole. Right. And the guy, and Arthur says, well, what's this IOL stuff? And he flips the switch and he points at the light. Instant on lighting. And I just I laugh about that all the time. Tyreek Hill is instant on instant lighting on with lighting. his speed. Like yeah. that fast. Yeah. I mean, like, and there's nobody really like that. Everybody needs to build up. Everybody needs a step or two, but he does not. And he's just right. gone. It's, he's, he, he is a, I thought, um, remember the kid from, um, Kansas city, Dante hall. Yes. Yeah. 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 See, I, I thought Dante's stop start was, was ridiculous. Other than Barry Sanders having a great stop start jump cut ever. Devin um, Hester. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's guys, but the Tyreek thing as to, to Dave's point, he had to climb up to get that pass, come down. It was four guys on him. I don't know if that if Tua threw into four into four four man coverage, or he just knew he was crossing. He's going to catch him mid stride, and this was a touchdown. I had no idea that was going to be a touchdown. That was ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, I, really yeah, I have something to say. I don't know what the hell, Arthur, you guys are talking about. Arthur is a kid show on PBS <laughs> about some like a middle school. Like, I think he's a, he's like an aardvark Arthur, or an anteater or something. I don't even Moore. know. Yeah, Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli, bro. Right. It's Liza Minnelli. They, yes. Uh, Scott. OK. Yeah. yeah. This is way before your time. Don Don will know this. Don will know. Don will know this. He might even find it humorous. Arthur was like a rich, drunk guy. He was a party guy. Just a lush. Is and then the he lost pop? it all because he married yeah. this girl. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it, Dave. Great 80s movie when you got time. You'll get it once we watch it. Man, I, I don't know. A lot of the movies from the 80s, people said were great, were not were not actually that great. I got mm-hmm. I got I gotta tell you, I don't want to go on a whole tangent here, but man, Caddyshack is not good. What? Oh man, it's not good. Dave, please report to a camp for for near you for some kind of re uh re-education a, yeah re-education or a beating a beating oh boy, there we go so here, here's the thing <laughs> i didn't see caddyshack until like 2015 or so and by then it just didn't hold up like so it just wasn't some of them are really good uh well no groundhog day is the 90s yeah um have you seen meatballs no uh, what about uh trading places? Is that 80s? Great one. Oh my, yeah, that's that's a classic. Yeah, trading places. That's, is that's a legendary movie. Yeah. yeah so the, so like there are there are some, but many 80s movies. I just think, like, technology for movie making has jumped so much since then, but it's not old enough to where like like Citizen Kane is terrible, but like it's so quaint and old that it's okay because like you expect it. Wait a minute. It, Top Gun movie. is an 80s movie. Top Gun. The original Top Gun is an 80s movie. Yeah, but I saw the original Top Gun when I was like five years old, so I thought it was awesome. If I saw it today, I'd be like, "This is hokey. Like, this is not. <laughs> you, 
Like this would not be good. No, don't get me wrong. Top Gun, Top Gun is a great, great film. And it's a great film about like exploring sexuality and all that. Plus it's got planes, but the, the, um, movie itself, like Jurassic Park came out in 1993. What did he just say? Uh, Uh Top Gun, Top Gun is about Maverick, uh, exploring his sexuality. That's what the movie's actually about, and they and they center around this, the the planes and Explain shit. Explain yourself. Yeah, dude. I yeah, we got to do this guy. I I I, I got fuck the football. We're moving yeah. on. Explain <laughs> yourself. Okay. Please. The movie Top Gun. Tom Cruise's character Maverick is trying to find. It's trying to explore his own sexuality. Fair if he's straight, gay, bisexual, or whatever. And he keeps getting torn wow. and pulled in multiple different scenarios between Kelly McGinnis, you know, the, the female love interest, and the flirtatious antagonistic Iceman, who <laughs> is who is clearly gay. Like, like, like they can't just come out. It's like how like all the lions and Lion King are black, but they can't say that. Like Iceman, Iceman is is clearly a gay character. And so the entire point of the movie is like, wow. what is he going to do here? How is he going to do all this and that? Right. And you never really know. Like at the end, they kind of leave it up to the end. At the end, Iceman's like, you could be my wingman anytime. It just kind of implies that like it's you got now. You, you, but you, you never really know. That? You got gay from all of that? Or 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 that he was confused. I mean, that's what that's what the that's what the movie is. I mean, that's 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 the actual story wow. of the movie. They center around like the awesome of the fight scenes of the planes and and all that, but like <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's it's a coming of age story for Maverick. He loses his best friend. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Sorry, he loses his best friend. Right, he has to respond to Merlin freaking out. He has to actually fight Migs at the end. It's a coming of age story to- told for a grown man. And power go with that. His own sexuality. I would go with that. Now you now you're gonna you just ruined Top Gun for me. Thank you. It's ruined it because now I'm going to think of that when every time I see it now. I'm going to be looking for shit like that. Thank you, sir. I see. I think you mistook <laughs> Top Gun for Brokeback Mountain. No, Brokeback Mountain is an, another fantastic been, movie, but but that is obviously never, a movie that is overtly about homosexuality and people discovering their sexuality and all that and the compli- and the complications that come along with that. Yeah, and, so um, I totally get that one. Yes, but Brokeback Mountain is just an overt, like, what would happen if Maverick and Iceman just started going at it? Like that is what happens at Brokeback Mountain. All right. And Top well, Gun we have, is left understated, but it's still like that's the. When that's we have the, time, like, it's not about planes. It's not about fighter jets. It's well, about we have Maverick time, and in the movie is the sexuality between all these people. When I, whenever we have time, I want to hear your Ghostbusters analogy because that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this is the thing. People have always made fun of the beach volleyball scene. Like Paul says, have been those homoerotic scene ever put to film. Yeah, that's because it's a bunch of gay dudes playing volleyball on the beach and Maverick is trying to fit in because there's only fits in or not. Dude, like that's the that's, I don't that's, know, man. That's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that seems like a reach for me, but maybe I'm a boomer. I don't know. Maybe I'm old. I well, I don't, I don't think I don't. I mean, to, to be clear, I don't think the issue is that you're a boomer. You were perfectly, like, perfectly aged for Top Gun, right? You would have been, what, 14 when that movie came out in 1986? Uh, yeah, 13-ish. Yeah, yeah about so, that. like, you're perfectly of age for that. And I could see at 13 watching that movie and being like, this is about jets. When I first watched it at 5, I was like, this is about fighter jets. But I watch it as an adult, and I'm like, this dude doesn't know if he wants Kelly McGinnis or Iceman. He's trying to find himself. 
Like, <laughs> man, stop I saying that. I don't know how there's even a single uh, little bit of dialogue that would point you in that direction. Oh, that man. that's the struggle. That's the struggle in the movie. I guess. Here, I mean, here's I the guess, thing. Yeah, you're, go, you're go back for the listeners out there. Um, by the way, we we just lost half our viewership while I was talking about this because I think they were here. No, so we did not. This is for <laughs> growing our viewership. Well, I agree. I think the audio listeners are gonna love that. I'm just saying the people watching. Um uh, but go back and watch it now, keep it in mind what I said, and just watch the movie knowing that Iceman and like I don't know if Iceman, like the 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 character is himself gay, he represents homosexuality as a potential choice for Maverick. Kelly McGinnis represents heterosexuality. Both of them together represents bisexuality. And he's trying to figure out where he fits in everywhere, right? He has an opportunity to get with Kelly McGinnis and does it. He passes on it. She's like, what's going on here, right? Um, Like, I was in fighter jet school trying to graduate. <laughs> yeah, most of us have been in school trying to graduate. They did not get in the way. Right. Like, Man. you know, that's that's the thing. That's what the actual tension and pull in the movie is. That's why the movie is so great. It's it has fighter jets like Harry Potter is great because it's not about wizards. The Walking Dead is great because it's not about zombies. Top Gun is great because it's not about fighter jets. Wow. Wow, Dave, you you every time I think I got you pegged. I want to talk to, take it to, I take talk it to Dave about movies. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely off season stuff, bro. Football, please, no, sir. Fuck that. Let's make another podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Do it. Yeah, I um, music and movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had yes, not, guy. I had not watched Top Gun in a very long time. Um, since, like, since I saw it when I was young, I want to watch it again. Like, it was just so obvious, like what was actually happening here as as, <laughs> as an adult, and like to me, it wasn't like mass, like um. Uh, for me, it's yeah, much harder to it's much harder to see that Aslan the Lion in Nardia is like a Jesus allegory than it was to see that what was happening to Maverick in this movie. Really? Right. Yes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, like, we, we just, went into the weeds on that one. But yeah, I'm just saying, so. go back and watch Top Gun. You guys, the mm. listeners, go watch Top Gun with just an open mind that that's what it's about. Maverick discovering himself with sexuality. Iceman representing being gay, Kelly McGinnis being straight, both being bisexual, and all of a sudden, like, you will see it. You will see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I to to second Scott's thing, I think we should just we should actually think about an alternate part, podcast about move, movies and music because I would love to hear your thoughts on Fight Club, The Outsiders, all those great movies. All right. Yeah. Oh. Um. All right. Good, good uh. deal. <laughs> Anyways, Scott, that's perplexed. So, so, please play up telling us to shut up and move it along. So yeah. that's so, anyways, that's Raiders at Dolphins. Um, <laughs> um oh, Tyreek Hill the offensive player of the year. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah. numbers are ridiculous. So yeah. Uh Bears 26 at the Lions 31. The Bears led 26 to 14 with under four minutes to go and had a 98.2% chance to win, according to ESPN. <laughs> and what's funny, this is sort of shit that used to happen to the Lions all the time. It was, I, I, agree. I swear to God, our viewership just doubled again the second we moved down to football. That is hilarious. <laughs> 
Um, Jameer Gibbs, eight carries, 36 yards in a touchdown, six catches, 59 yards. David Montgomery, 12 carries, 76 yards in a touchdown, um, uh, two catches, 22 yards. They're playing rotationally and not situationally. And this is one thing, Scout, when the Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs 12th overall, and you were like, yeah, he's like the change of pace, speed back. And I started like losing my mind. It's like you can't invest that much capital for a situational back. But the truth is they're both playing well. And so they're just using them in a rotation. They each play the same situations. Yeah. Yeah. All situations. Yes. Just two completely different players. Yes. But they each play every situation, which means if they were to lose one, they still have another one that's good enough to do both. But when you watch them, it's very clear. Jameer Gibbs is much better. He, he is, uh, He's as electric yes. and slippery as you can get. Um, remember me tell, talking, I, this isn't a, you know, pound myself on the back kind of a thing, but think Jamal Charles and think Jameer Gibbs. Wow. It's eerily similar. It really is. I mean, the play style, all of it. Because that slashing kind of, you know, See, I, I don't know if I can get quite there with Jamal Charles yet, but I don't think it's ridiculous. But I think that's more in the Micah Parsons, uh, Lawrence Taylor sort of situation where, like, you can see it stylistically, but it's obviously not there. But I do think that, like, smaller Alvin Kamara yeah. is clearly yeah. there Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. You know, prime yeah. Alvin Kamara. Jameer Gibbs isn't as big, but he plays just like him. Yeah, and, it, and Kamara was very adept at running between the tackles. So is Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah, Gibbs is faster, though. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, Cleve, when you were watching this game, and it was 26-14 in the fourth quarter, were you, like, how much trash were you planning to talk on the show tonight? <clears throat> I, really, <laughs> I was I was getting ready to talk big shit. I ain't, I'm not <laughs> I, you know what it is? I, um... <laughs> I was in the I was in the traditional trending like the Lions are gonna blow this. This is like this is what happens to them, you know. Like this is one of those games where they just this happens. So I'm glad you guys broke that curse because guys are awesome this year, man. Guys are awesome this year. I I gotta I gotta tip my hat. I gotta give flowers where they where they should be given. Lions are for real. Yes, you guys are for real. And I don't I don't say that lightly. I'm inclined to be extremely cynical about the Detroit Lions. They are a really good football team this year. Yeah. And they are good enough to win the Super Bowl if a couple things break right. Yep. You know, yeah, they, they definitely can, can compete. Um, and well, they, they can compete beat anybody at Ford Field. Yes. There's mm-hmm. no there's no question about that. Anybody comes to Ford Field, the Lions can win. They already won at Arrowhead to start to start the year. If they can hold on to the second seed, because man, Philly looks good. If they can hold on yeah. to the second seed. They get two games, assuming they win them, two games at Ford Field. And then if Philly gets upset, the championship game at Ford Field or one game at Philly before the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas in the Dome. Mm -hmm. So they have a chance to play all Dome games in the playoffs or just one away game, even as the two seed. And honestly, as a Lions fan, like I will absolutely take that. (laughs) Oh, God. Like I cannot think of a better setup. Like, oh, we have to go to Philly and try to pull it out one time. Gee. Philly, yeah. Philly, Philly looks good, but they're but they're vulnerable. They can be beat. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's just good, it's really good. it's just really really strange to be this confident with the Detroit Lions, Scott. It is uh, as uncomfortable as you could possibly get thinking about uh, a team that you like your your team. Like you shouldn't. Okay, I guess I should say it this way: I've never felt this way about the Lions that they were both headed in the right direction with a bright future and a bright right now with with uh, a good coach and uh what I would I would I'd say is a one of the best general managers in the game in his short tenure mm-hmm. um all of those things have them at 8 and 2 I think it's 8 and 2 right yes mm-hmm. whatever it is and uh it's very uncomfortable uh feeling this way about the lions it's just it's not normal at all Scott, it'd be, it'd be like if I was a younger dude and I was out at the bar and chicks were just handing me their numbers. It makes Something if it wrong. makes me feel better. If it makes you feel better, I made I made this prediction last year, but it was I was a year too late. And Dave can tell you, I was like, you guys are gonna win whatever many games it was. Or was that two years ago, Dave? That was two, two years, years ago. ago. Two years That's ago. Two years oh, yeah. ago. Um <clears throat> so yeah, I think the 2014 Lions who lost lost to Dallas in the playoffs. That was the Des Bryant catch year, Cleve. The mm. week before Des Bryant catch yeah. the Lions. The Cowboys beat the Lions. Yeah. Um, I thought that team could have played with anybody with Stafford and Calvin in their primes. But yeah. the path was hard. They had to go to Dallas to just even get started. If they won, they had to go to Green Bay. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they're set up this year to have a much easier path when they get to the playoffs. Yes. And that's the difference. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody on this team is as good as Calvin Johnson, and I don't think Jared Goff is as good as prime Matt Stafford, but the path is a lot easier, and the coach is a lot better. Yeah, those yeah and like the, years that, the years that either right before the Dallas year or right after, the one the year where you had to go to Seattle to play in yeah. the playoffs, yeah. and the year you had to go to New Orleans to play in the playoffs, yes. you, you should not have even gotten – you shouldn't even bother to get on the plane. Right. Those games were over before they started. Yes. There was no chance they were winning those games. They just weren't. Yeah. yeah. Uh different vibes. And Very now it, vibes. and now it's the Lions turn to be that team. When the Vikings sneak the seventh seed and come to fourth field in the wild card round, don't even get on the plane. Yeah. Like With it's our turn to do that. If that happens, it'll be the third time in four weeks that those teams will have played together, which is a really weird thing. Yeah, because they play in week sixteen and eighteen, and then they would play in week one of the of the playoffs. It's bizarre. That would be that would be pretty uh pretty strange. Um, Cleve, any other thoughts on this game? No, like I said, you guys. I mean, all seriousness, I know we I poke fun at you guys all the time, and we talk a lot of shit about it. But <clears throat> if you guys are, I mean, if you guys make a run, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right, yeah. Well, you you could you could jump on the bandwagon this Welcome year. Welcome aboard, we'll yeah. You all for it. I mean, um, if it ain't now, it ain't never. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, Titans 14 at the Jaguars 34. Derrick Henry 10 carries 38 yards. Is he washed? I think he's Uh, done. My note Derrick Henry is washed for the rest of this season, (laughs) at least, and maybe forever. (laughs) So, mind melt. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if Derrick Henry has enough juice in the tank to go to a good situation next year and give like another 
good season, season and a half to a new team. Yeah. Like if he went to the Eagles next year, like could he be Derrick Henry for them for one season? I don't know. I do know the rest of this year, he does not matter. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Cleve, 24 of 32, 262 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Also, five carries, 17 yards, and two more touchdowns. Yeah, that that that, that touchdown run was awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He um in this game, he showed why he was the top prospect in the nation since he was in seventh grade. Yeah. I mean, the Trevor Lawrence was built to play quarterback. You could tell just by looking at him. Yeah. And it's great to see like when these sort of offensive explosions happen. But Scott, why did the Jags offense take off this week? What happened this week? Zay Jones returned to their lineup. Yes. What, what is it with Zay Jones? I have no idea. The second he comes back, they just explode. Calvin Ridley becomes viable. It's weird. I, I can't. I can't figure. I went looking through like I really don't like film bro Twitter all that much because uh, they tend to be dis dismissive of a uh, spreadsheet fantasy yeah. Twitter, which yeah. is me. But I went looking like what is it about Zay Jones that makes the Jaguars go? And nobody has an answer. It just is a fact. Nobody can explain it. I don't know. I mean, does he line up as an outside receiver, allowing Ridley to go to the slot? It doesn't Maybe. matter. He's Zay Jones. Know. He's not taking double coverage. Not rolling coverage to him. He he's not even getting he's not even getting targeted. So it doesn't right. matter. But right, it, it makes it no matters. sense. It makes no sense. But clearly, they are so much better with him on the field. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, and the other things I had about this game were all about the Colts, right? But we moved that to the you know earlier earlier in the show. Cleve, any thoughts on uh, Titans fourteen at Jags thirty four? I mean, <clears throat> they got a. I mean, obviously they're in a rebuild. I think there is Derrick Henry. <clears throat> excuse me, Derrick Henry is. Um, I think the tread is tread is starting to show now, or or he's just checked out. He's just okay. checked out. He's not running as hard. He's just like, what? What's the point? We're not going anywhere. <laughs> why, yeah. am, why am I going to do this to my body right now? I wouldn't be shocked now that we're into like he's played enough games this year to get his year of service. If he ends up with an ankle issue. Yeah, yeah. Here in a week or two, yeah. Yep. Which the team should the team should go for and allow like, yeah. We know we're trading you. Thanks for everything. Like, yeah, don't, don't damage the goods. We, we want to be yeah, able to put you on. Yeah, leave the building. <laughs> yeah, we want to make sure you get another check. Yeah, that exact same thing. Chargers twenty at the Packers twenty three. Jake, get in the chat. And defend yourself. Oh gosh, let's not do this. Okay. Oh man. I don't fucking. So I don't here's here's it, my bro. question for you, Scott: Is Quentin Johnson more Josh Doxson or Jalen Rager? That is so hurtful. It is so hurtful. <laughs> he is a. Uh, we talked about this pre-draft. He is a finesse player in a big in a big guy's body. Um, he's never going to be a player who uses his body to like its its max. How about he's his hands? Can he use his hands? There are times when no, he struggles. To, he struggles you, to catch the ball. You think because he dropped the game-winning eighty-yard dime from Justin so, Herbert. If that's the thing, then don't ask him to run 30, 40 yards down. He's field a wide receiver. I know. Yeah. In the this NFL, is the, this yeah, is the limitations. Of the run the route tree, bro. Run the route tree. <laughs> you need if, to know the route tree. This is the limitations of the pick. 
is you have to you have to manufacture touches for him. I am a hotel concierge. If somebody came to me and said, can you make a reservation at the Capitol Grill for me? And I said, what's a restaurant? You can't be like, don't ask that concierge about restaurants. Like, like, well, what if you were like the the ball? You could be like a fast food concierge. And then you could have be like a high end exclusive restaurant concierge. And it would just depend on which kind of food you're looking for. That's kind of where it is. Don't ask him to. Don't ask him to track footballs over his shoulders deep down the field because it's not going to work. Throw screens. He's a six foot three, two hundred twenty pound speed wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. Belongs in like a five nine, hundred and eighty pound body. That's a skill. Sorry, listen. If you get filet mignon and it tastes like chicken nuggets, (laughs) that's bad. that's, that's the money. That the Chargers spent, they spent correct. They passed Good. on Jordan Addison, who played at USC. Good analogy, Dave. Good analogy. Sure. So even if you like chicken nuggets because they have a purpose, when you pay filet mignon prices and you expect filet, you better get filet. I think yeah. they were trying to replace Mike Williams, knowing that he that his injuries were really mounting, and they just did it with the biggest outside receiver who fit sort of what they were looking for without recognizing that his skill set is not that. Okay. I don't buy this. I, I don't buy this. Like the, no, 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 Dave. The I think and Scott, give me if I'm wrong. We're gonna cross sports here. He's like Ben Simmons. Like he can't shoot a he can't shoot a jumper, like a 15 foot jumper. And he's big and he's got all the measurables and stuff like that. But to Dave's point, you're a wide receiver route tree i'm expecting in the moment you need to get get this ball you need to get under this ball and get this ball games on the line yeah that's it yeah for sure you're, getting paid, yeah. you're getting paid to do that you got drafted to do that and i want to be clear here i i agree with you scott if you were to say he is not a contested catch downfield receiver despite having a big body like new copkins or t higgins right Mike Evans, you can't put him in a 50-50 situation. He's going to lose because he's soft like Ohio State. That I understand. But he (laughs) burnt the corner off the edge, had nobody around him. Like, he's just running down the field, just catch the ball. I know, but those those are two totally different sets of skills. Can you release off the line of scrimmage and defeat your your, the defender? He very clearly can because he's quick and fast. But now, can you then adjust to the ball that's coming towards you and deal with contact and all that stuff while catching the ball? And the answer is no for him. Trevor probably threw that, he probably threw that ball and just walked away, thinking that I, that's got to be a catch. Like he's just walking oh, off the field. Throw. Like I'm walking, I'm walking off the field, with not even looking downfield. I'm like, this is a touchdown. I'm, I'm walking yeah. to like I'm walking to the sideline. That's hard. It, it that's was hard. a ridiculous throw. It's just they're not going to be able to use him like that. They need to use him the way you would uh, bubble screens and short passing stuff, jets, that kind of stuff. He's very limited in that way. He just is. Okay, he is six three, like two twenty. He was yep. like he was taken before Jordan Addison, and you were saying they can't throw game winning touchdowns to him when he's uncovered down the field. He's a bust. He sucks. He's Jalen Rager, but worse. No, I want. He's, but he's, he's about, JJ Arcega Whiteside, but a worse pick. Think, yeah, but think about what his what his film looked like at, at TCU. 
It sucked. We do? all know it sucked. But what did he do when he did something? He broke he caught a screen pass, tackle, and, ran, tackle for and ran for 70 yards. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's his game. He's not he's not a finished player <clears throat> who you can say 20, 30 there yards is, down the field, you're gonna make is a play. No single person who plays wide receiver on NFL roster who should not be able to catch a wide open ball 40 yards downfield. I agree, Dave. That I, is that is he wasn't yeah. wide open, though. Yes, he was. He dusted that guy. The pass was out in front of him. There was no contact coming. And but he, he gets he might have stumbled and fallen down once he caught it, but he also could have ran for a touchdown. He could have was wide open. There was no safety coming over the top. He was open. I, I know he was, but he's got you've got to deal with the ball coming over your shoulder and you know the defender right. the, the defender kind of on your back and you've got to deal with all this. Every stuff receiver happening. to Dave's point deals with that. Every like, yes. that's the that's Eddie, what you deal with. You cannot be an NFL wide receiver and not be able to do that when you're wide open. I can see if, if you got sauce gardener right on your hip and you can't put it together yeah. like that. But yeah. wide open 40 yards downfield, you got to catch the ball. Like you do. That's it. You do. Right. Yes. He's, we he's, imagine he's, if that was imagine that was a Super Bowl and that was the last play. What, like, like what about like Valdez Scantling? Oh, we're going to get there too. Yeah, we're going to get there too. Yeah. We're going to get there. Quint, but what I'm saying here, the point I'm trying to make is that Quentin Johnston is not an NFL caliber wide receiver because he cannot make that play. And you're saying no, that they not. shouldn't even expect him to make that play. He's not a USFL wide receiver. He's not an XFL wide receiver. He's not a CFL wide receiver. Is he, he driving just, a UPS truck? He should get his check on his rookie deal, and they should immediately go to Aldi and start working with Zeke and Todd Gurley. That's where he's going to go. He's he's not even he's not even Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell hung on for a few years doing. Yeah, he was a good blocker. Quint Johnson is is terrible. I'm already declaring him a bust. It's over it's early, but okay. It's over. <laughs> it's over. He's done, bro. Dave, Dave is so finite. It's. <laughs> I know it is. Is black. It is like actually, not. Not usually. That's the thing. I actually think probabilistically all the time. I will make declarative statements because it's entertaining. But my thinking is more more is more probabilistic. But like when I say Jordan Love probably sucks. Quentin Johnston sucks for sure. Scott. The, the scout is telling me that he literally can't even be asked to do this simple thing. So I'm just declaring it over. <laughs> but He's we're done. watching him fail doing those things. Right. I No, Scott, you defended your position. You know, you, you gave us game yeah. film or reference game film where he, a hard slant, he's the man, but yeah. in open, in open busted coverage, or oh, no, no, not, not even busted coverage. You beat your guy. Yeah. It's just you in the end zone, like you in the not- sideline. I'm not disagreeing with Scott's position. What I'm saying is that Scott's position indicates that Quentin Johnston is not a professional wide receiver and needs to just collect his check and then move on to something else. Yeah. Is that him calling? No. <laughs> He's like, Scott, speak up for me, man. <laughs> it's his mom. She's just pissed. <laughs> Who is this guy talking about my Quentin? This is PF, oh, yeah. fucking wolf pack. This bald piece of shit is talking about my son. <laughs> wow. Um, the charges, bro. Ah, God. Yeah, man. How is, uh, how, is the, how is Staley still like the coach? So this is my other note I have on this game. Brandon Staley must be fired if this team does not end up making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. I agree with that. 
You got it. You got to shit. Yeah, that's you the only thing he could do to save his job. The Chargers are notoriously cheap. They're not going to fire Staley if they owe him money. They're just not going to fire him if they owe him money until they absolutely have to. They fired Marty with a 14. What is it? 14. And what, what was the record, Dave? It was 14, uh, 14 and, and two. But they also, yeah. coaches didn't make as much back then either. Yeah. Yeah. Staley probably makes more in two years than Marty made his entire career. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but but Marty Schottenheimer doesn't get to be in an Eminem song, and Brandon Staley will never have that. <laughs> Cardinals 16 at the Texans 21. CJ Shroud, 27 of 37 for 336 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Through three picks, the Texans still won. This is against one of the worst teams in the league, sure, but this is still really impressive by the Texans, Cleve. Yeah, it is. I um I don't I I don't two of the interceptions were I guess atrocious. One was yeah. a batted batted ball, and you know, yeah. but yeah. I think he was just on, and he just saw something that he that he saw was there, and he realized really quickly that the NFL windows close really quickly. So when you think a guy's open, he ain't. Yeah, you know, he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. He was, yeah. bro. Yeah, it, it, oh. I just I I don't put it. He was trying, and then I love what he said after the game. Did you, did you guys catch that? He had uh, the Kobe reference. Yeah, where he said he was uh, glad to have a coach that doesn't get angry all the time. I caught that. No, no. When he said, uh, oh. he said, he said, he said, even when I'm cold, I'm hot because, like Kobe, I'm just going to keep shooting. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And I oh, love yeah, that yeah, by yeah. a young quarterback. I love that. Yeah. Like the guy's, he's not down on himself. He threw, he threw a pick and he's like, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm going to come back to you again. Yeah. Good. Um, most passing yards through the first 10 career games, their first 10 career games in NFL history. Who are the top four? Most passing yards in their first 10 career games. Start shouting out names. Go ahead. Most passing yards. In their first 10 career games. Marino. No, they're all in the last Cam, since Cam's, Cam's on since there. 2010. Okay. Yeah, Cam uh, is not on there. Cam's not on there. You're kidding. He's his not. rookie camp. His rookie campaign was one for the ages. Wow. Yes, but it's the first ten games, not the whole. Oh, season. the first, not the whole season. Okay. God, in in the last twenty, you said last twenty years. Last thirteen. Well, well, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand ten. Um, Baker. Nope. What? Wow. It ain't Baker and and y'all are really camp. overthinking this. Who's the best quarterback? Who's the Patrick best? Patrick Mahomes, number one. Patrick Mahomes. Burrow? No, Burrow's not on this list, which I thought was very interesting. And that's kind Holy of the name shit. I was hoping you would say. I that's got, no, I I got was, nothing. I got nothing. That's the name I was hoping would come up. And see, Ben, ben said it too. Ben said yeah. Burrow. So I was hoping Burrow would come up. Number one, Mahomes. Number two, Justin Herbert. Number three, Andrew Luck. Number four, CJ Stroud. Wow. <laughs> wow. What he's doing is remarkable. It is. That is insane. It kind of, yeah, it kind of puts into context just how good he is playing this season. I think he ended up right where he was supposed to be. If he was a Panther, probably probably not talking about this at all. I mean, situation matters when you get drafted. That is yeah. that is true. Um, he definitely has a much he has much better weapons than the Panthers do. Um, which is a great segue. Cowboys thirty three, Panthers ten. Um, the Cowboys are good and the Panthers are bad. Anything else on this game? Um, 
<laughs> so a little a little trivia. Um Parsons took some um powder, some um Oh my god, yeah. Did, did you hear about that? Yes. He didn't even yeah. mix it with water, he just put it in. I'm like, bro, what yeah. you, you're gonna get a heart attack. Yeah, so Micah Parsons took some sort of energy powder, didn't mix it with anything, just straight, just the powder, right? Like, dry. I, how, that was prime, too, right? Yeah. Was it prime? And so, here, here's my question, and I'm not making an allegation here, but to me, if somebody says they took powder without mixing it, my first thought was, did they snort it? Yeah. Especially given what he said about how it made his heart feel like it was going to jump out of his chest. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not alleging. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not alleging at all. I'm just saying. Like when I first heard that, I was like, "Did he? Like do that's straight caffeine? That's that's like four cups of coffee back to back. Would you do you would you get anything from snorting it as opposed to just ingesting it? Yeah, it goes in your bloodstream quicker. Yeah, that's Yeah. yeah. Danger, man. Danger. Like yeah, nah, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, bro. Like that. But that's why I was that, that's because like the way he acted, he was like, Oh man, my heart felt like was jump out of my chest. I remember doing that again. And then he's like, Oh, I just did the powder. I was like that's a good thing. It's a good thing he threw it up. Uh, honestly, yeah. it's a good thing he threw it up because well, that's literally like it's straight, it's straight shot of caffeine. Straight shot well, of caffeine. If he threw it up, then he definitely, you know, ingested it orally. So mm-hmm. um I didn't know he threw it up. So that yeah, that yeah, he threw off it the up. table. Yeah, um, yeah, don't don't do that out there, people. If you're gonna do that, do it as directed. Don't just I see guys in the gym do it all the time, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? There's water right there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense, bro. Okay, we're about we're about to lose Scott here. So I got I want to get through one more one more game with uh with Scott. Giants 31 at the commanders 19. Stunner. <laughs> So you know who looks all, really good? I'll been I'll hold it. Anybody <laughs> playing against the commanders? I guess so. Kayvon Thibodeau. Well, yes, they although I have three sacks against the commanders this year, so I'm not sure that it really that he it just, counts, but Thibodeau is coming on. I will give yeah. him that. He looks a lot and better this year than last year. Quick. Yeah. Like last year, there wasn't a point in time where I thought he looked I thought he looked sluggish and kind of playing in mud. He looks like he is like he knows he's quick. He knows he's gonna get the corner and he's feeling it. Yeah. It's the way he's playing. He's got Clean. ten and a half sacks. Yeah. He's I mean he's impressive. He's, yeah, he's playing. He's playing really, really well, especially because he's playing against teams that could just run the ball the entire second half. Um Cleve, Tommy DeVito, 18 of 26 mm-hmm. for 246 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. He had a day. Dude, this is the type of game to get people fired. Like, R- Ron Rivera should have been fired after this game. This this game did get somebody fired, and here's why. Tommy DeVito now has more career games with multiple passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a bad. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah, shout out to uh, Ian Harditz on uh, on Twitter, even though he's a Buckeye for that. Uh, That's insane. That, that nugget, that nugget <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, uh, Ron Rivera is obviously getting just fired. Jack Del Rio into the sun. I mean, first <laughs> he's like a January six apologist, and now this is his defense. Like that's 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 really bad. 
Uh, Sam Howell looks passable, Ugh. but he's but he's not it. He's passable, nope. but he's not. He's not. They should they should let him finish the season, but they can't just move forward with him as the starter. Scott, do you agree? No, I don't. But yeah. We've you think Howell? Argued. You think the Commanders could go into next season with Sam Howell as their starting quarterback? There's no yes. way they could do that. Yeah. I, I, what? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's. I think he's shown enough just to this point that yeah, he absolutely could be. Yeah. He needs to improve upon the sack totals, which he is. Um, he's accurate enough. Yeah. Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Fine. Are you telling me that he's getting better at not giving up as many sacks, but he's playing behind the same offensive line he has all year? Yeah. 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 Because that's yeah. what happens when you grow as a player. Yeah. He, You know what I mean? Like, this was your really one for him. Yeah. He played behind, behind Taylor Heineke last year. I think today's um, point is that there's going to be a quarterback competition next year. He's not. He's not going to be like. He's not the clear cut starter of the squad. I'm sorry. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if they made that choice for with what he with the way he's looked. <laughs> ben, <laughs> yeah. mom, this chicken. <laughs> ben says Tommy DeVito's at mom's eating chicken cutlets, watching the replay of that game over and he, over. He lives at home with his parents. Yep. Yeah. He lives at home. Good friend. I mean, that's. I mean, that's fine. He just graduated college. Doesn't know what he's going to be doing for a future job. He's just starting, you know, past the time in the NFL right now. It works. Yeah. Until he goes play for the Hamilton Tiger Cats or something. So (laughs) it's all good. And yet he had a game. Uh, Scott, I know you got to get going. Is there anything you want to say about Michigan, Ohio State this this week? I'm no, I I have a lot of stuff to say, but I'm not going to. So we're just, I, I hope Michigan does what Michigan needs to do. Win by three touchdowns. That would be wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Thirty. I, I don't want it to be. Last week was a, last week alarmed me a little bit the way they looked, but they did this last year with Illinois and just. Um, I thought I thought what they did against Penn State was cool. It was great, but the offense looked pretty rough last week. The offense mm-hmm. did. I know the defense looked rough too, but all around, like, are we looking forward? There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could have happened, but uh, in the end, I think was the coach out on the sideline. Yeah, they should have. They should have like a TV a TV on Zoom with Harbaugh like in his house watching the game from the sideline. No, they should just they should just <laughs> broadcast him onto the scoreboard at Michigan Stadium. Like the coach <laughs> on the scoreboard <laughs> on like a Zoom call. That would be that would be oh man that would be so good. Yeah, it's not, it's not even him. It's not even him coaching. It's just him giving the DX suck it over and over again to the Ohio State sideline. Washington Moore calls the game. Oh, it's going to be a great game, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Fun. for a couple quarters for Michigan yep. pulls away. I hope so. But... I hope you're right. Yeah. Yep. All right, Scott. We will. Right. Uh, we will see you uh, next see week you to celebrate a Big Ten championship. All right. Enjoy Sounds your good. enjoy your holiday, man. Be safe. We'll we'll you be on the chat chat talking football. <clears throat> All right, Cleve. Uh, yeah, well, we we got it. We could even with Top Gun, I can get us back on track here. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't save the day for Scott, but I can get us back. I can get us back on uh on uh, on, on oh real quick. Ben does say I got a hundred dollars in MSU winning uh over four and a half games this year. So pray for me during that Penn State game. Uh, so <laughs> Ben, here's what you do: you middle it. Find out so you'd win four hundred and fifty dollars if Michigan State wins this game. 
find out what you can bet on the Penn State money line so that no matter which way the game goes, you win like 100 bucks, yeah, right? Break, because yeah. Penn State is going to murder Michigan State. <laughs> so just find what that number is, put that money down, and just lock in lock in your $100 profit or something like that because otherwise you're going to lose that 100 bucks. All right. And remember, if it doesn't work out, you got to fight Cleve. Um, Bucks 14 at the 49ers 27. Cleve, your guy, Brock Purdy, 21 to 25, 333 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Man, he was such a find for them. Yeah. But again, it's, it's like you said, the, 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 the way the team is built, it's, it's the perfect setup for him that he's, you know, he's, I'm ready to crown them as like a, the second comment of somebody, you know, whatever, but he's a great quarterback and he's still learning on the job, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, he does what he's supposed to do. Like he doesn't take stupid chances. I think he does exactly what the game plan is. He doesn't go into business for himself as, as Matt would like to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He damn near was perfect. Damn near. Yeah, so Al Zeidenfeld, who has a great YouTube channel talking fantasy football, that sort of thing, um, about Brock Purdy, he says, just deliver the pizza. On time, hot and fresh. Just Damn. deliver the pizza. Every, let the rest of them will take care of it. And <sighs> I, I just feel like that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. So Yeah, it's, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Al Smizzle on Twitter, by the way. Great follow, too. Um. But yeah, just deliver the pizza. And when he does that, I mean, they only scored 27 in this game. They really could have scored like 55 if they, if they needed to. Mm-hmm. They just sort of, you know, McCaffrey got 21 carries for 78 yards. So they uh, just sort of took their um, foot off the gas. I do want to say one thing, though, about the Bucks. With all the horrible quarterback play in the league, Baker Mayfield is definitely a starter in the NFL. It might not be a great starter. No, no, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you're gonna start a Zach Wilson, you're gonna start a uh, Kenny Pickett. This guy is way better than the two of them combined. Yeah, and he's certainly better than like a lot of these players. Lot, that yeah, are, that, yeah. Sorry, I can't even go through the entire list in my head right now. Yeah. But like he's better than a lot of them, so like he should pretty much always have a starting role, in my opinion, or be like an immediate backup to like a young like Gardner as a backup for Richardson. It but should be like that. The thing is, is that these backups, these serviceable backups, these serviceable backups, they're going to get a shot because guys are going down left and right. So yeah, whether he, yeah he'll get a shot to to be a signal caller like on you know yeah he'll be in the game. Yeah, but say Baker was the backup on the Lions right now. He'd be too oh. good. Like they'd have to trade him somewhere. Like they would have already yes. traded him to the Jets. Yes. But he's yes. too good to do that. Like yeah. he is a starting quarterback in this league right now. Um, even though he sometimes doesn't play that great. All right, Cleve. Jet six, Bills 32. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> I, you know what, man? I, and I am so, like dejected is not even a word for me now. It this is so like I couldn't imagine being at that game. Or having to watch that, my boy Elvin texts me like he turned it off. He's like, and he's like the biggest Jets fan ever, and he's like, he just can't watch this. Is I can't believe that they can't matriculate the ball down the field. <laughs> like I can, I how many trips? Forty five. It was forty one between touchdowns. 
So oh. Zach Wilson, seven of 15 for 81 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He did not complete a pass to a wide receiver. I think they had nine collectively or yeah. Yeah. They had nine collective yards because uh, Kim <laughs> Boyle threw a pass to a wide receiver. My God. And who, who actually almost fumbled it because they, they couldn't believe they got a, a pass thrown to them. Right. Like, what is this? What is this? Yeah, they probably forgot. They're, they're not the run of wind sprints. Like, why are we even here? Honestly, um, man, in, in all seriousness, I um I uh I know that I would actually fire the coach. Um mm, and I would fire the OC. Yeah, and I would fire the OC as well. Um I'm I'm looking at I, I looked at his his record and ain't great, but to not clamor for and again, I don't know this personally, obviously, but there could have been moves made when Rogers went down to still trot this guy out there, like convincing all of us that this guy has something that they can work with or they can scale it back and design the playbook for him. He's not, he's not an NFL quarterback. I don't even think he's a XFL quarterback. I think he just needs to do something else. Yeah. He's, he's not good. He's, he's not good at all. And Again, the fact that the Vikings got Dobbs for a six for for a six means that the Jets could have gotten him for a fifth. And we beat Philly. <laughs> like how? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that is, is insane. Yeah, but every year, like each good team gets like two bad losses a year, and sometimes it's not that shocking, right? Like the Lions lost at home to Seattle, which is not a game they should lose, but it's not like. Horrible, but yeah, every so often though, you just get a it's a, it's a trap game, is that you're saying? Yeah, remember last year the Colts beat the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just can't. Um, that locker room has to be fractured, it has to be. Um, because like I said, there was so it was so much ample opportunity for them to make a move. Yeah, like week four, week five, before the trade deadline, something to bring somebody. I mean, they're signing guys off the street. Joe Flacco's got a job again. <laughs> like the fuck, yeah. <laughs> we could have brought Joe Carson back. Went. Carson we went. If, if Joe's looking to come back, we could have got Joe back. He's been in the building before. Yeah, seriously, bro. Uh, so remember how I said Tommy DeVito has more multiple passing touchdown games than Kenny Pickett now? Oh my God, Zach too. I, I got one for you too. Tommy DeVito has six passing touchdowns on 114 dropbacks this season. Zach Wilson has six passing touchdowns on 382 dropbacks this season. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Mm -hmm. And they just kept trotting them out there. Now they're going to start a guy who's I think has one touchdown. Uh I have really bad news for you, Cleve. Yeah, this is, this is Tim Boyle is worse than Zach Wilson. Yeah. This is He's worse. This is I don't even know what they're going to do. What seven more games left? Like <laughs> uh no, Tim this so on um Black Friday y'all played the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to it's going to be guys mur- anyways. Yeah, it's going to be a murder. And then they're going to move from him from Boyle to Trevor Simeon. And then that's what they're going to roll with until hopefully they can try to get Rodgers back in like week 15 or something. But but if I'm Rodgers, I'm like, I'm not getting behind that offensive line. 
There's no way I'm doing that. No, they, the Jets have to win a couple more games to, to make it worthwhile for Rodgers to do that, and they're and they're not going to. Um, I do want to talk about the victors in this game. The Bills, who have not been having a good stretch this year, uh, this was a get-right spot for them. And with the injuries to Burrow and Watson, they are back in prime playoff uh, contention. Uh, their next two out of their next three games at least, I think their next three games are Philly, Kansas City, and Dallas. Ooh. Philly and Dallas. Philly and Dallas are two of their next three weeks with a buy in there. So they have a couple tough ones coming up, but still with the, with the Bengals out of the way, the chargers mm-hmm. dropping that game to the Packers. They're in a decent position to pick up some steam here towards the end. And, um, uh, get something done. Anything else on this game, Cleef? No, I, I mean, like I said, I still fly the colors, but it's, this is, I was telling someone, one of my Jet friends, I was like, I, I've endured some really bad seasons as a Jets fan, but this this right here, this is like another gear. Like, this guy is so, I've, man, man. I've, I told you, I've been having some fun playing all of the old Maddens and the old 2Ks, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at quarterbacks. Like, you know, like, I was playing against a Lion quarterback. I think it was M- McMahon was his last name. Um yeah, uh, from name. Rutgers. What from was his first yeah. name? Oh, see, there's so many Scott here. Yeah, but oh, you know his idiot's name. But you know, like I forgot. Like, there's so many guys that come in and out of the league. Zach yeah. Wilson is going to be forgotten about in two years. <laughs> but those 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 performances will stand the test of time. Three hundred yeah. something. That's that's ridiculous for an NFL yep. quarterback. It is. Second it is pick. horrible. Yeah. yeah. Seahawks sixteen at the Rams seventeen. The Rams sweep the Seahawks this year. I mean, like you said, there's always a game where someone gets got. Yeah. They got got. Um, Cooper Cup injured the same ankle that was already injured earlier this season. They're saying he's day to day, but but yeah, that's not that's I mean, we forget he's I think he's 30 now. He's either 29 or 30 because he was an old prospect, so mm-hmm. he's already up there. He's like the same age as Diggs. Yeah, so I, I think I think he's seen his best days already. You know, he's got the triple crown. He's got a he's got a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it might be um, time to shut it down. Ken Walker the third has an oblique injury. Now the Seahawks play Thursday against San Francisco, so he is um, questionable for that. Yeah, that's in two days. Yeah. Uh, and then I, for one, hope the Seahawks never learned they should spend the whole game trying to score points. I don't know what it is with the Seahawks refusing to just like throw the ball to all their receivers, but since they're competing against the Lions this year, I'm I'm all for it. Y'all just continue floundering, not knowing what to do. <laughs> Pete, good old Pete. <laughs> Vikings twenty, Broncos twenty one. Here's some stats. So, yeah, this this is yeah. going to get you right here, Cleve. So in this game, Russ twenty seven to thirty five. 259 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Over his last four games, Russell Wilson, 86.4% adjusted completion percentage. That's first in the league. Seven touchdowns, no picks, 4-0 record. So in the vintage stuff from yeah. the Seattle days. Showing the vintage stuff. I don't know what maybe the dress downs that he's gotten from Peyton has gotten him in a, in a different mindset, or maybe his wife talked to him. Somebody talked uh. to him. Or maybe the defense just started playing better because they haven't got more than 19 points in, the, in during this winning streak. And that includes a game against Kansas City. This is the type of shit. This is, these type of turnarounds make Peyton like it makes him relevant in some yes. kind of way. So it it's does. like 
Yeah, when you have to argue, we were talking coaches, as you would take yeah. big shit. Yeah, so <laughs> he's something. They made adjustments and it's working, and they yeah. winning some 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 games. Um, the the Vikings they need Justin Jefferson. They need him. They need they need a big time threat. They need a big time receiver. Well, they they, they, they did they win need... five in a row without him, so they're five and one without him, and they host the Bears on Monday night. You would like to think they don't need him for that. Then they have their bye week. So uh-huh. you would time. like to think the Vikings could um uh could get could get by the Bears six to one without him to get him back in two weeks at hundred percent. Paul says we did talk a lot of shit about paint. I was not familiar with this game. <laughs> honestly, I mean, honestly, I think I think it's it's the Brady factor where Brady covered up all the, the ills. In New England, I think having Drew Brees did a lot for him, and got, probably gave him more credit than he needed. But again, he's turned to these guys were these guys were the team that got motivated by the uh, yeah <laughs> by the Finns, you know, the tune of seventy something points. And that's the thing to keep in mind: the Broncos were horrible last year, so they come into this year, they start the season one and five, and now they've won four in a row. But that kind of makes sense if Peyton does know what he's doing. There's no reason to think that it would just start at the start of the season, right? Yeah. Like, they're Gotta still bad. Him. Yeah. Get, a, right. get, a, get everyone on the same page. And we saw that with the Lions, too. They were not good Dan Campbell's first year. They started last year, like, one and seven. Then closed the season strong, and now they're good. There's a chance well, the Broncos can do something similar. Well, the thing with the, the thing with, with Dan Campbell's first first year, like, there, there were games that the Lions were in it. Yeah. Like, those... Like those games where you like, man, like it could have like, went. It, it was like a like swung the, the, the other Raven way. sixty-six yard field goal to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just shit like that, you know. Yeah. Um, another great touchdown catch by Cortland Sutton in this game. Yeah, that was that was baller. The 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 one a week ago, whatever that that one was nice, but uh, 50-50 ball, damn near. Guy's yeah. big. I didn't think he was that big. He's, He's a huge. big dude. He's almost as big as Quentin Johnston. Yeah, he's he's a big (laughs) dude, man. (laughs) Yeah, Cortland Sutton is huge. Um, Yeah, unstoppable at SMU in that air raid offense. Mm -hmm. They just had no um, no idea what to do what to do with him at SMU. Um, All right, Cleve, trivia question for you: What team has scored the fewest second half points in the league this year? Chiefs. Yes. Yes. Eagles 21 at the Chiefs 17. Cleve, the Chiefs have not scored a point in the second half in three straight games. They need receivers, bro. <laughs> it ain't, uh, they, it can't be just Kelsey. They need yeah. they need receivers. They need receivers, bro. Yeah, because even Justin Watson had a good game here, and he still had multiple critical drops, including the 4th and 23 that could have kept the game going at the end. But that Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop, Could have cost like, you a game check. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Try, I'm, I'm really not trying to overreact. Seriously, I think I would cut him. Look, I wow. don't think he's good enough to just keep around after that. And I think that, like, it's just one of those send a message things. Like, like, yeah, we won't tolerate this shit around here, right? Because football is a team sport. Teams win and lose games together. Marcus Veldes Scantling lost that game. Right. The team could have made other plays at other points, whatever. Right. 
but Marcus Valdez-Scantling had the opportunity to win the game as the game played out, and he lost that game for them. I, He's old. He's mid. I would cut him. I mean, I, w- <clears throat> I would cut Tony, too. Well, the thing is, Tony is good at what he's asked to do, right? Kadarius Tony is a very good punt returner, as we saw. If you remember mm-hmm. when he was drafted, I did liken him to Dante Hall. Correct. I yes, said that did. I said to him, moves like, um, and he's good at like the swing passes, the jets, that sort of thing. He's a human joystick type. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like he he does what he does. Marcus Valdez Scantling runs deep balls and scores long touchdowns once every six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Right. If Kadarius Tony was muffin punts, caught him. Right. But Tony does what he does. Mm. Valdez Scantling literally has one job, and that's to run a fly route every play, and every so often he gets the pass. And he had it to win the game, and he just straight up dropped it. It hurt. It, see, and it's like, it's like a Jim Brown reference. Jim was like, I was never paid to rip off 80-yard runs. I was paid to get the game winner, or I was paid to convert downs. And, like, you know, we see guys wide open like that. You're, this is your skill set. This is why you came to work today. Right. Catch the ball. <laughs> right. All he does is hit home runs. When's the last time Marcus Belton Scantley caught catch a twelve yard dig? <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's the he's like the um, D Jack. <laughs> Just fly routes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, get go down route. there. Go routes, and every bro. so often you're going to catch it, and you're going to have it thrown to you. And so for him to drop that to me, it's just like, bro, like you're you're done. Um, the other note on this game that I think is relevant for the league, um, is that this was a huge win for the Eagles and a huge blow to the Cowboys who now face a real uphill battle to win the NFC East, even though they're playing much better lately, Mm -hmm. right? They already lost the game to the Eagles. I I don't think the Cowboys can catch them, which means that the Cowboys are right now kind of already locked into the five seed in the NFC, which means I think we can start treating the Falcons and Saints as non-playoff teams because whichever team wins that division is going to get murdered by the Cowboys <laughs> at home. And the, like the Cowboys will go to that stadium and win by 21. Wow. Like, do you really think Desmond Ritter or Derek Carr is going to beat the Cowboys? But like I said, to your, to your wormhole theory, it's always that one game. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong in the NFL. Anybody <laughs> can beat anybody sometimes. But like yeah. that is not. Yeah. The, well, I mean, it's not evidence. Yeah, evidence shows it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a runaway. It's gonna right. be a runaway. So to me, the Falcons and Saints, we will discuss as if they are not making the playoffs, and if they happen to beat the Cowboys in the first round, we will then talk about them as if they're in the divisional round, <laughs> because then they will be. But the way it's heading up right now, the Cowboys will go to whichever team wins that division and just straight up stomp them into dust. Um. Now, as ever, I do want to look at the upcoming schedule here, especially because there's lots of different games on different days. And as always, I didn't actually have it pulled up here. Let me get this. Produce the show during the show. We obviously know the Thanksgiving Day slate. 12.30 Thanksgiving, Packers at Lions. I'm going to make the official prediction. This is a boat race. The Lions are going to destroy the Packers. It's going to be embarrassing for them. I'm, I'm putting some coin on it. I'm putting some coin on this, so it's it, we're talking like a 41 to 10. Okay. Yeah, it's 
this this is it. This is it. Um, followed up by another blowout. Commanders at Cowboys. <laughs> Let's see. Tommy DeVito's went for 246, three and no picks. I wonder what Dak is going to do. <laughs> um, C.D. Lamb has like 47 straight games now with 1,000 yards receiving or whatever the nonsense number is. I wonder what he's going to do against the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Um, and then this, the night game on Thanksgiving, 49ers at Seahawks. The Seahawks are saying that Geno Smith is going to play. Obviously, if Drew Locke starts that game, the 49ers will destroy the Seahawks. Was it that hit that um that Donna put on him? Yes. That hit was it brutal. was. Because <laughs> oh remember, God. remember week one where he was like, Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and just threw the ball away. Like, bro, you needed to do that again. Um, he got speared like Goldberg. That was yeah, oof. yeah. Oh, I guess Roman Reigns this is the spear now. I shouldn't date myself. Yeah, whatever. Um then on Black Friday, Cleve, three o'clock in the afternoon, Dolphins at Jets. Man, I, I'm. <laughs> I, Maybe uh, you get weather. Maybe you get really bad, cold, driving rain. Take the air out of the ball. You got that good defense. Boil is that quarterback? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but but you take the ball away from the Dolphins out of the air. Now it's like a running matchup, and the Jets can play D. You got Quinn Williams, Brees Hall breaks a couple. But this if you is one, decent weather. That game is over. This is one of those games where, like, Tyreek Hill is circling. Like, I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch for, I'm gonna yak up, like, yeah. 280 yards. <laughs> now, to me, this is a classic game. If you're playing this game on the showdown slate on uh, DraftKings or FanDuel, Jalen Waddle at captain because everybody's have Tyreek Hill, but Sauce Gardner doesn't travel, so every mm. whoever Sauce isn't on is going to be the first read. And mm. so they'll probably just split it half and half. And thus, this could be a good Jalen Waddle week just, just for that reason. So, nice. yeah, uh, I like Jalen Waddle for that. The Sunday slate, Cleve, this is not good. Bucks at Colts. Baker versus Baker Jr. Oh, Baker Minshew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It could be entertaining, but it doesn't matter. I, I guess yeah. for the Colts, I guess, because the Colts, as I mentioned, are in like kind of in the playoff push. Um, yeah. but not much. Patriots at Giants. Oh, <laughs> what is that? Is that is that the what game is that? That's that's um Sunday. That's that's a that's a red zone game. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Because you know you know they're thinking about making that that Black Friday game. No. <laughs> could you imagine? That's the standalone. <laughs> Oh <laughs> um, wow. Now remember no Joe Burrow, Steelers at Bengals. Ooh. <laughs> it's Ugh. horrible. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't get any better. Panthers at Titans. Oh. <laughs> how can they how can they give us one week they bookend us with like two like the, the Thursday night game and then the Monday night game. They bookend those two games and then the next the next week is dog shit. <laughs> so listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one PM slate. This one is the, the next two games are at least going to be fun. Jaguars at Texans. Okay. So Let's Lawrence and Shroud. That should be a good one in the dome. Good weather. You know, good offenses, not great defenses. That should be a good one. And then Saints at Falcons, which horrible quarterback play, but it's important for that division. Again, indoors, good skill players. Those two should be kind of fun. Mm. Then we move in 
to the uh, four four o'clock games on Sunday. Rams at Cardinals, okay. which entertaining, but doesn't matter. Browns at Broncos. <laughs> that defense is going to show up. I know. Rust. <laughs> that defense is going. Yeah, we're going to see what Peyton's to- really can do. Yeah, seventeen to ten. Don't know who wins. Who wins? But it's going to be seventeen to ten. Uh but here we go. This is where it starts to get good. Bills at Eagles. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Which Buffalo shows up? The Bills could win this game by ten or lose it by thirty. I mean, the Eagles, beat- the Eagles got to tighten tighten a couple of things up because they're beatable. But they're they. Yeah, I mean, they're the they're the team. Well, they, beat. you also beat them through the air. Which is what the Bills are best at. So mm-hmm. the Bills are gonna have a shot. Chiefs at Raiders. Oof. Now, the reason I think this is a good game is not because I expect the Raiders to win or even really be close to winning. Though I do think they'll play a lot better than they were before McDaniels got fired. But the Chiefs need to get right spot. Like no mm. points in the second half of three straight games. The offense, something is not working there. They need a spot to get to get get right. And this is a great one for them. So I'm thinking we get a classic 404 from Mahomes in this game. Nice. That's what I think we have coming here. Uh, Sunday night, Ravens at Chargers. That's good. That's good. Yeah. By the way, the Ravens right now are the number one seed in the AFC. And also, I just saw this stat uh, floating around as we were doing the show. The Chiefs and the Browns have the same record, but the Browns have scored more points this season. Wow. Well, yeah. You don't have receivers, so what yeah. do you expect? Yeah, so the Chiefs definitely have – have like, they have to figure some stuff out. Um, and then the Monday night game, as of right now, though it can be flexed starting this week, Bears at Vikings. Okay. It will be fun. Like, Justin Fields, Josh Dobbs in the Dome, good weather. It should be fun. So I think that we have either all the games are either fun, maybe not important, but fun or important, or just steaming piles of dog shit Patriots and Giants. <laughs> yeah, I bet the viewership on that's gonna be like <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah, Damn. no, that's 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 why I got a bet in red zone. Um okay, so that's a look at the schedule coming up. Obviously, if you're watching the show right now, please, please hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. If you're listening, thank you so much. It is also a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. Um, Michigan, Ohio State coming up this weekend. Michigan by a million. Remember, the last two years, Ohio State had C.J. Stroud. We won by three touchdowns anyways. Doesn't matter. Go blue. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Cleve, any final words? Um, You guys got to catch the run, Barry, run, Doc. So my father-in-law... Uh, said the exact same thing. I will be watching that probably in the off season, though. Just so much so during much during the season. Yeah, yeah. But I will for sure catch that. It's obviously as a diehard Detroit Lions fan. That's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Want to thank thank everyone every week for showing up. I want to you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. The comments are always great to interact with you guys, and want to wish you guys a, a happy Thanksgiving. And, and a safe holiday, obviously. And um, looking forward to talking football when we come back next week. Yep, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Peace. Later.